calling all aspiring podcasters. This is your sign to start your own podcast because we have just the right tool for you. Before we started podcasting, we really thought that everything would be such a hassle, especially the editing. But we've found the best and most convenient all-around podcast tool out there. Pod Machine! Pod Machine will take care of your podcasting needs from audio production, design, marketing, and growth support. All you have to do is sit back, relax, and keep creating great content that sounds professional. It's time for you to start sounding like a pro with Pod Machine today. Sign up and get a free episode trial. Once you're convinced of how good it can be, you can start for as low as $49.99 for 4 episodes in a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code courtroom, that's C-O-U-R-T-R-O-O-M, you get one free episode credit upon subscribing. Let Podmachine do their editing magic so you can focus on the fun stuff and sound like a pro. Visit podmachine.com and sign up. Up. Welcome to the courtroom. I am Theo. And I'm Oj. And in this podcast, we tell stories about people's life, liberty, and property. Kikwentohan namin kayo about court rulings in a way that will make you understand jurisprudence like a nine-year-old. Oh, before the order, the Supreme Court of the so join us as we delve into true crime, political controversies, and all things started with chismis every week. Oj, have you ever find yourself in a love arrow? Huh? Ano yun? Baka you mean love triangle? Confused ka ba sa shapes mo? Sira, alam ko difference ng arrow sa triangle, no? Excuse me. Love arrow talaga. Love triangle kasi, di ba, pag kunyari si A may gusto kay B, tapos si B may gusto kay C, tapos si C may gusto kay A, ganun. Hindi ba yun love circle? Love circle. Joke. joke lang, joke lang. <laughs> Kala mo ko hindi pa uso. <laughs> O oh, tapos, ano naman yung love arrow mo? Arrow? Kasi like two ends meet at one point. So parang si A at saka si B, pareho sila may gusto kay C, gets? Oh, so sino ka dun sa mga letters na yun? Wala. Tamang <laughs> hinala ka. <laughs> Pero etong kwento natin ngayon, swak sa kanila yung love arrow theory ko. So, two persons vying for the love of one person. Ganun na nga, more unlike two suitors vying for the love of C. C as in conception. Eh kaso, binasted yung isa. Wow, oh, yun lang. Oo, saklap talaga. Kaya yun, inakawa na lang niya ng halik. Ah, wow. Bad and bold. <laughs> Bad and bold. Well, di dyan natatapos because that stolen kiss turned into a case of frustrated murder. Oy, naintriga kayo, courtmates, no? Sabi nila, that escalated quickly. Kala nila cute love story. May eligawan. Biglang naging frustrated murder. So join us as we tell the story of a young man who almost ruined his life because of a stolen case. This is the case of United States versus Jose P. Laurel. That's right. Jose P. Laurel. The young man who then became the third president of the Philippines. Isang gabi noong ika-26 ng Disyembre. Sige, sakto yung Tagalog mo. Isang libot siyang putas. Ang hirap pala. Hindi ko na ito, panindigan. Ang hirap. Sige, huwag na nga. 
December, <laughs> December 26, 1909. Ayan. Uh, naglalakad yung isang dalaga, si Concepcion Lat. Kasama niya yung manliligaw niya na si Ezequiel Castillo and others. And by others, I mean, hindi ibang manliligaw, pero yung iba pang kabataan. <laughs> yung iba pang kabataan along the streets of Tanawan, Batangas. Walang ano-ano ay biglang may lumapit na binata sa kanilang grupo at hinalikan si Concepcion sa harap ng kanyang mga kasama. The shock is real nang nakita nilang si Jose P. Laurel pala yun, dating manliligaw ni Concepcion. Oh, may pagkapilyo pala si Laurel ha. <laughs> Pero pagkatapos niya naman nakawa ng halik si Concepcion, dali-dali naman siyang tumakbo pa uwi. Siyempre, Hinabal siya ng mga kasama ni Concepcion, kaso di nila naabutan. Kiss and run incident pa to. <laughs> Now, two nights after that incident, may event doon sa may parochial building sa bayan, attended by many of the residents of the town. Tadhana nga naman, nandun din ang magkaribal na si Ezequiel Castillo at Jose Laurel. So, from the two days ago, kiss and run incident to the parochial building event, dito talaga nag-start yung lahat eh. Lalo na dun sa event, Yung nagkakasayahan sana yung mga tao, kaso may saksaka na palang naganap and meron na palang mga duguan. Ano ba nangyari? Not sure. Pero contradicting yung story dito ni Ezekiel at saka ni Jose. As per Ezekiel, nasa event daw sila and nilapitan siya ng kapatid niyang si Roque. Sabi sa kanya, Jose wanted to speak with him daw para magpaliwanag kung ba't niya hinalikan si Concepcion. Siyempre, bumaba siya kasama yung kapatid niyang si Roque at kaibigan niyang si Primitivo. ay si mga names niya. <laughs> Halos kalahating oras daw sila nagantay bago bumaba si Jose. Pagdating daw ni Jose, niyaya daw siya nito na lumayo para makapag-usap na silang dalawa lang. Kaso, bago daw magpaliwanag tong si Jose about dun sa stolen kiss uh, incident, Tinanong daw muna siya ni Jose kung totoo bang naka-Ezekiel yung mga sulat na binigay niya kay Concepcion. Sabi ni Ezekiel, as a gentleman, he was not obliged to answer the question. So, napikon daw tong si Jose sa sagot niya, kaya bigla na lang daw siya sinaksak using a pocket knife. Kung totoo yung kwento ni Ezekiel, nakakatakot mapikon si Jose <laughs> na nanaksak. Pero yun nga, dahil nga nasaktan siya, kasi nga naman masakit talaga masaksak, ginantihan daw niya si Jose at hinampas ng tungkod niya. Tungkod ba tawag doon? Yung uso yun eh, nung mga lumang panahon. Hindi ba baston? Tungkod talaga. Parang ginawa mong lolo sa isipin. <laughs> Pero basta cane yung term na gamit sa O ganoon din yun, tungkod din yun. <laughs> Fine, cane na lang. So, ayan. So, hinampas nga daw niya ng cane si Jose. Kaso daw, dinumog na daw siya ng mga friends ni Jose na si Vicente at Domingo at ng pinsa nito na si Conrado Laurel. Basta kanya-kanya silang tropa dito. Tapos dumating na daw yung mga police para awatin yung gulo at doon na nga naaresto si Jose. Tapos Ezekiel nadala naman sa pinakamalapit na drugstore for first aid. Malala din talaga yung injury ni Ezekiel eh. According kay Dr. Sixto Rojas, the attending physician who rendered medical assistance to Ezekiel, the wound in the left side of the breast was so serious uh, having fully penetrated the lungs and caused the patient, uh, Ezekiel, to split, uh, split, split. <laughs> to split siya, sorry joke, to split blood as noticed days after niyang masugatan. Baka nga daw may hemorrhage yung lungs niya eh, which would have led to infection or even death had it not been for the timely medical aid rendered to him. Saka yung wound on the back of his uh, left arm was also of serious nature dahil yung ulnar, ulnar, ulnar nerve daw was cut. 
Ulnar nerve. Ulnar nerve. Ano kaya ito? Wait. Sabi ni Dr. Google, ulnar nerve daw is one of the three main branches of our arms. Gulat ka na! May time ako mag-search! <laughs> Pala ako pa naman stock knowledge sa leg med. Pero dahil nga doon sa damage sa ulnar nerve niya. Sige, ulitin mo. Dapat <laughs> ako sa arm. Ulitin mo! The title and ring fingers of Ezekiel's left hand have been rendered permanently useless. Um, eh, ano namang side ni Jose? Well, according kay uh, Jose Laurel, medyo same-same, kahit pa paano. Andun nga siya sa event, pero focused siya doon sa discourse na dinedeliver nung director ng college nang bigla siyang nilapitan ni Domingo, saying na gusto daw makipag-usap ni Ezekiel sa kanya. Eh, ayaw niya pa istorbo. So, malis na lang si Domingo. Although maya-maya, si Alfredo naman, Uh, yung tumawag sa kanya bearing the same message kaso di pa din siya nagpatinag and finally si Felipe who told him na nag-aantay daw si Ezekiel sa ground floor bilang nakukulitan na siya bumaba na siya finally to meet Ezekiel niyaya daw siya nito to speak in private na sila lang nang makalayo tinanong daw siya nito why he kissed his sweetheart and ang sabi ni Jose he has done so kasi very fickle and prodigal daw tong si Concepcion on her use of yes on all occasions use of yes bakit sinagot siya one tapos biglang hindi sabi daw sa kanya ni Ezekiel he meaning Jose ought not, not to act that way afterwards daw Ezekiel immediately struck him a blow on the head with a cane Siyempre, nahilo daw tong si Jose at napaupo sa sahig. Sa takot niyang tuloy-tuloy pa din siyang i-assault ni Ezekiel, naglabas na daw siya ng pocket knife to defend himself. Winento din niya kung ano ba talagang intensyon niya nung hinalikan niya si Concepcion. Sabi niya kasi, one year daw siyang nanligaw kay Concepcion nang bigla siyang pinatigil nito nung nanligaw na si Ezekiel. Ayon kay Jose, tingin daw niya, wala naman sa kanilang dalawa ni Ezekiel ang pakakasalan ni Concepcion. Kaya yun, kinis niya na lang. What the hell? Okay. Ang pinaka-question kasi dito is, guilty nga ba si Jose Laurel and Friends sa crime of frustrated murder? Aside from that, there are issues related to this question. With two contradicting stories, the court shall need to decide based on evidence and logic kung sino ba talaga sa dalawa ang nag-provoke kanino. Ezekiel ba o Laurel? Sino ba ang nagyayang, magsuntukan, este magrambulan sa labas? And uh, paano kaya na-resolve ng Supreme Court tong case? Kung babasahin mo yung full text, yung testimonies na Ezekiel and Jose, yung witnesses nila and evidence are contradicting talaga eh. To find out the truth behind the conflicting stories, the court is forced to think kung sino ba kina Ezekiel at Jose ang aggrieved or offended with the act of the stolen case. Okay, so doon nag-start. Hindi ba si Concepcion yung aggrieved? Kasi siya yung ninakawan ng halik eh. Well, siya din. Pero bukod sa kanya, undoubtedly, si Ezekiel yung nadehado. Biruin mo na halikan ng iba yung nililigawan niya sa harap ng mga kakilala niya pa. So, by reasonable construction, it was him who is highly offended at the boldness of Jose. And he's the one na magde-demand syempre ng explanation for that offense. Sabi din ng court, based din sa kwento ni Ezekiel na naghintay siya for almost 30 minutes. Kung siya talaga yung pinatawag ni Jose para kausapin, bakit siya yung nagaantay, di ba? Mas may sense yung story ni Jose kasi na-rationalize nun yung 30 minutes delay dahil nga dun sa tatlong tao pa na pinadala ni Ezekiel para pababain siya. 
Kaya naman, Ezekiel, being the one seriously affected by the insult to his sweetheart conception, must be held to be the one who brought, uh, brought the encounter between them ni Jose. Okay, so settle na tayo dun sa question. Kung sino ba talaga yung nag-invite to meet whom? Na si Ezekiel nga yung nag-invite kay Jose. Next important question is, which of the two was the first to assault the other? According to the court, medyo may disconnect sa story ni Ezekiel na tinanong lang siya about the letters. Maya-maya biglang sinaksak na siya ni Jose. The court gave more credence sa story ni Jose na kinasama ng loob ni Ezekiel nung tinawag niyang fecal and prodigal si Concepcion. Hence, the conclusion of the court is that the assault was commenced by Ezekiel too, who struck Jose with two blows of his cane, slightly injuring him on the head. And syempre, Jose, in self-defense, wounded Ezekiel with a pocket knife. Because of this, the court ruled that Jose Laurel committed no crime. He was exempted from all responsibility since the wounds he inflicted to Ezekiel was attended by the three requisites specified in the justifying circumstance of the penal code. Ayan, disclaimer ha, since 1912 case to, medyo iba pa yung numbering ng provision mm-hmm. sa full text. So, for the purpose of discussion, um, here on, we will be using the current numbering of the pertinent provisions of the revised penal code. So, ayan, sige, continue. So, yun nga, acquitted daw si Jose kasi he acted on self-defense. Now, self-defense kasi is one of the justifying circumstances stated in the penal code or the revised penal code. When we say justifying, it means na yung act na nagawa mo does not incur criminal liability. Kasi nga, justified naman that you needed to do such action. According to Article 11 of the Revised Penal Code, may six justifying circumstance. Isa na dito ang self-defense or those who act in defense of his person or rights provided that 1. There is unlawful aggression. 2. That there is reasonable necessity of the means employed to prevent or repel it. And 3. There is lack of sufficient provocation on the part of the person defending himself. In this case, Jose's act during the altercation, yung pagsaksak niya kay Ezekiel using a pocket knife, is within the scope of self-defense. Meaning, yung three requisites under self-defense are all present. Firstly, kasi nga there was illegal aggression sa part ni Ezekiel Castillo. Ito yung nga yung pinukpok niya twice si Jose sa ulo using his cane. There... There being a lack of sufficient provocation on the part of Jose Laurel, who, as we have said kanina, did not provoke the fight, nor did he arrange the meet-up. Nananahimik siya sa taas at bigla lang siyang pinatawag ni Ezekiel, di ba? And finally, since Jose only defended himself with a pocket knife against the assault made upon him with the cane, na deadly weapon din naman, so his act of stabbing Ezekiel is but a reasonable means to prevent or repel further injury caused by his attacker. Ibig sabihin, kinailangan talagang gawin ni Jose yung act na yon, Kasi hinahampas na siya eh. Hindi niya ba i-defend yung sarili niya nun? Ikamatay niya pa yun if hindi siya nag-intervene. So yon pati friends and cousin ni Jose, were acquitted kasi nga they did not provoke the trouble naman nor did they take part in the invitation extended to Jose. They only acted in defense of their cousin when they saw that he was being assaulted twice, uh, struck ni Ezekiel pa sa ulo, di ba? So, pinagtanggol lang naman nila. 
Yes, and as per the Supreme Court, yung action nila is at par with another justifying circumstance provided in the penal code, which is defense of a relative. So, defense of a relative at saka self-defense. Uh-huh. Yes. So, here in defense of a relative, anyone who acts in defense of the person or rights of his spouse, ascendants, descendants, or legitimate Um, natural or adopted brothers or sisters or his relatives by affinity in the same degrees and those consanguinity within the fourth civil degree provided that there is unlawful aggression, reasonable necessity of the means employed to prevent or repel it, and the provocation was given by the person attacked that the one making defense had no part in. Kaya naman, the judgment was reversed and Jose and his friends and cousin were acquitted. Ito talaga yung ano eh, mapapasa na all ka na lang eh. Ang haba ng buhok ng ate mong girl, ng conception, iba din. Pero naisip ko lang, war freak ng mga maliligaw niya. Kaya nga, naintrigue tuloy ako dun sa itsura ni Binibining Conception na. Baka naman, nakikinig sa atin yung mga descendants nila ni Ezekiel. Who knows? Diba? Malay mo. Sila kaya yung nagkatuluyan. Well, sure. Lang, oh. Pero sure ako na di sila nagkatuluyan ni President oh. Jose P. Laurel. Kasi alam ko si, ano yun eh, si Pasensya Laurel yung naging first lady ng second Philippine Republic. Eh di, ikaw na magaling sa history. <laughs> <laughs> Pero mabalik tayo. What's your insights on this case, Oj? Hmm. Alam mo yung butterfly effect? Yung movie ba to? Hindi, pero yung concept that is reflected on that movie, yung tinatawag na butterfly effect kasi, is an underlying principle in chaos theory. Siguro, minus the technicalities, a very simple explanation is yung mere fluttering or flap, flapping daw of a butterfly's wings can cause a typhoon halfway around the world. Not sure if true or not, but what I would like to point out here is yung impact and consequences that a small thing or incident can result to. <laughs> I hope this is not an overstretched application of the concept. Eh. Pero sa case kasi, if you observe, nag-start lang talaga dun sa case and run ni Laurel. Then from that event, it suddenly jumped to the issue of frustrated murder. Imagine mo yung impact caused by that stolen kiss. Although I'm not downplaying the said aka. Less grave lang talaga siya relative to frustrated murder. Pero yun nga, this only shows the vital importance of one's actions. Since whatever actions we make will surely result from one thing to another. But perhaps what we can do is at least weigh the consequences of our actions. Para naman maiwasan natin yung mga gantong butterfly effect. Ako siguro yung takeaway ko from this is how the incident could have robbed President Laurel of a legendary life he's destined to have. Saka in retrospect, if uh, di nasugod sa hospital si Ezekiel, who knows what an act of stealing a kiss could have led to. It could have resulted to the death of a man and him landing in jail. Pero yun nga, he was able to rise above all this by not letting himself be imprisoned by the past mistakes he did. Instead, he used it as a catalyst to do better. Kaya, yun. Words to live by siguro. Do not let your past define who you will be in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yun nga. 360 degrees kasi yung turn eh. Yung turn out, I mean, yung turn out ng case. From a stolen kiss to frustrated murder to acquittal as if nothing happened. Naway walang criminal minds na nakikinig sa atin <laughs> dahil hindi po ito tips how to get away with the crime ha. This is not that story. We only like to show na the court is reasonable din naman. Hindi basta nakasakit ka, may kasalanan ka agad. All facts are given weight to ensure that justice is attained. 
How about you, courtmates? Share with us your insights on this case or let us know what cases you would like us to chica for our next episodes. If you guys like our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or wherever you're listening to right now. You can also watch the audiogram version of this podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Again, this is Odge and Theo leaving you with a reminder to always look back in history because precedent shall rule the future. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again in the courtroom. courtroom.